Hello. How's it going, everybody? Woo-woo! Um, welcome. How are my people at in Life Center? Nine o'clock. First one back in real life. So good. I'm so happy to be here. Um, also, this is my first time having my notes on my phone, like a Gen Z. Um, normally, I have it on a cue card, like a millennial, and I feel like my face is being blinded by the light, so I'm just going to turn this down. That's great. I, I actually feel like further back. I feel like a boomer because I feel like I just, I'm having a really, I feel like my mom would be like, what is a phone doing in your hand on stage? Um, right? That's not even shade to boomers. No, I actually feel like in spirit, I am a boomer. Um, okay, this took a turn. I didn't, I didn't try for that. I'm very sorry. Um, my name's Rhonda, which I feel like now I shouldn't share. Um, but good morning. Happy New Year. It's 2023. Has anyone had a hard time saying, like, has anyone said 2022 still again? Anyone written it down? We're all ready. That's really good. Also, fun fact that, like, people born in 2007 are getting their driver's license this year. And I'm saying, like, I don't, I can't figure out the math because that was five years ago. So I don't know how these, how these people are driving. So just be careful on the roads. This year, it's gonna be great. So now I'm a horrible person because I've taken shots at boomers and the younger generation. It's just, it's just not good. Anyways, again, Rhonda, welcome. I'm just gonna just press forward with important information and then gonna get off the stage before I get stuff thrown at me. Um, today marks our first day of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. So. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We would really encourage um, you guys. We want to, as a church family, come together and just fast. So give up a meal, multiple meals. I know some people are fasting over the course of the day and only eating in the evening. Some people are giving up breakfast. Really encourage you to, to do that. And let's just like laser focus as we start the new year and just press into God and hear what he has to say. Um, today's message is on the tabernacle. And before we worship together, I just want to read a verse this morning. It's from Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Guys, let's just pray together before we worship. Lord God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you that you are the most gracious and you welcome us with open arms, God. I thank you that no matter what we've done, no matter what we've said, <laughs> uh, I just thank you, God, that you are you are kind. <clears throat> you, you just wait for us, Lord. And... Um, you're always there to receive us, God, with such kindness in your eyes and uh, just such a warmth, Lord. And we just love you. We thank you, God, that what we are doing here is not a one-time thing, God. It's, um, it's, it's just a commitment to you. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are here just so gracious, so gracious, Lord. We love you. We give this service to you. We give, our, we give our, just our hearts to you, God, today. And um, I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, receive it, God, bless it, multiply it, and grow our love for you. Amen. Well, church, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Let's stand together and uh, let's worship. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, when everything around me is shaken, and I've never been more glad that I 
God, thank you, God. Church, can we pray this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you that you won't fail, God, because you can't, Lord Jesus. God, it's not in your nature. And so today, Lord Jesus, we stand on the promises that you have spoken over this church, over the promises that you've spoken over our families, our lives, our futures. We know, Lord God, that with you, nothing can stand against us, Lord. And so, Lord, we just declare that this is your year. God, have your way this year. We pray for fresh miracles, Lord Jesus. God, we pray for fresh testimonies this year of your greatness lived out in our lives, God. Lord, we pray for new baptisms, God. We pray, Lord Jesus, for family members, God, who know you, who understand who you are, who know your word, who simply haven't turned their lives to you. God, let this be the year that they declare you king king of their lives, God. Lord, I pray new mercies to fall from heaven, God. I pray for opportunities, Lord Jesus, for those who know your name, God, for doors to swing wide open, Lord Jesus, and for uh, those mercies to begin to flow, not just in our families and in our own lives, but God, through what it is that you do in your people, God, may this community of Canada, may they sense the call of your son, God, I pray, I pray, Lord Jesus, that those who are in darkness, that they would see the light. And that, Lord Jesus, that you would call them home, God. You have created each and every one of us here. You hold us in your hands. And so, Lord, together as Life Center Canada, God, we declare this is your year. This is your year, God. And we can't wait to see what you have planned. And so, Lord, we ask that you would be fully you in all of our lives. God, be God today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Life Center, you may be seated this morning. So, as Pastor Sarah said right before we jumped into worship, we're going to do things a little differently today. You're going to see me multiple times uh, over the, the course of this service. We're actually split uh, our message today into three different parts. And uh, But before we jump into it, can I just say welcome and good morning and 2023? Like what? How did that happen? It is the new year. Happy new year to each and every one of you as this is our first time together. Can you guys just give God a round of applause for this year? One of the things that we're going to be talking about in, in our tabernacle uh, portion of the message, which will be the next one, is that we need to start off our prayer with thanksgiving. But I think we also need to start off this year with a form of thanks. Understanding that the only reason that we're here is because of God. Amen? That each and every breath that we take, that first breath that we catch in the morning, is because of God. 
I am so excited to be able to spend this entire calendar year with the Kanata people. I am so excited to be here and be a part of this family. My wife and I, we were just talking. I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see January through September. We joined in like end of October, beginning of November, and it was already Christmas season. And it was just so amazing to be a part of that. But I can't wait to spend this whole year with the family and see just what it is that God is doing in our midst. And to be able to start the year off with prayer and fasting, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Can I encourage each and every one of you today, if you have not decided yet what it is that you are going to fast, can I encourage you? It's probably the thing that you want to fast the least. Right? Listen, I've been wrestling with that. And so fasting is just, it's an amazing part of Christianity. It's actually a core part of what we do. Different parts in Scripture, Jesus encourages us that when we're seeking after something from God, when we're going to God and, and, and we're looking for direction or we're looking for new understanding or just uh, for God to take us deeper, he says you need to pray and fast. In church, we talk a lot about prayer, right? And, and my prayer is, is that you as followers of Jesus, that prayer would be a natural part of your life. But too often we skip over fasting. Sometimes fasting is hard, but it's so important. It's so important. So I want to encourage you today to join with us as a campus. If you're brand new this morning, you're like, what in the world is fasting? Hold on, I'm going to explain it. But I want to encourage you to join us in this. Because we're going to watch God over the next 21 days do something incredible. I just know it. We're going to hear testimonies of new miracles. We're going to hear testimonies of God breaking through walls where there seemed to be no way. We're going to hear testimony of a depth of relationship that didn't exist before. I believe over the next 21 days, our worship is going to grow. I believe over the next 21 days, our love for God's word is going to grow. I believe over the next 21 days, you're going to know yourself better than ever as you get to know the Father who created you. That's our belief. So what is fasting? Well, fasting is giving up something that we love in order to look like someone that we desire to be even more like. Fasting is giving up something that we love in order to look more like someone that we want to look like. And so can I just encourage you today that whatever it is, that is the hardest thing to give up. That's exactly what God wants. This isn't about twisting God's arm, but it's about turning our hearts towards him. It's not about fasting because we want to get something. Amen? We don't fast out of a desire to receive. We fast out of a desire to grow and to grow in our relationship with the Father. It's about taking whatever it is in our lives. A lot of times fasting is associated with food. And if you're here today and, and that's what you've decided to give up, I love that. You can fast a meal. You can fast all three meals. Uh, you can do a Daniel fast, which is like eliminating meats and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you do like vegetables, which are delicious, right? Who doesn't love a good Brussels sprout for 21 days? Mm -mm -mm. So good. So good, right? And so you can do that type of fast. I know a lot of my friends who are doing social media fast. But I do want to encourage you to pray about this. 
to pray about this. Maybe you've done a certain type of fast for years as a part of the Life Center community. I know this is something that we do year in and year out. Can I just encourage you to pray over this? To make sure that what you're fasting is exactly what God is asking for. Amen? Amen? Listen, I've been wrestling over the last three days. And uh, I have come to the decision of what it is that I will fast and, and where it is that God. But it has been a conversation between me and God. We're like, really? Like, God, like that thing? Like, let's do this thing. And then the next day, God's like, mm, what about that thing? I'm like, nah, God, like, we're good if I give up something. He's like, no, I want that. Because I know that you love that. But for 21 days, will you release that in order to spend more time with me? That's the type of conversation that we want to have to prioritize God in our everyday lives. And so we're going to be doing a corporate fast together, which means not only are we doing an individual fast, but we're going to join together as Life Center and ask God, God, not only what, what is it that you want for me, but what do you want for us? And so I just want to encourage you as the campus pastor here that a part of my fast is a family fast. And so I'm giving up certain things for the family that God has given me, but I'm also giving up certain things because I believe in the family that God has called me to. And so over the next 21 days, I'm going to be praying about our Life Center family. I'm going to be praying about the direction that God has for us and be praying for different things that are going on and, and, and things that maybe haven't even been communicated to me yet, but the Holy Spirit knows full and well. So why do we do this? Because fasting is extremely extremely tied to prayer. In Matthew 6, 18, this is what Jesus says about fasting. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We fast because it's going to be awesome, right? We fast because it's going to be amazing. And so listen, well, I'm, I'm not even going to proclaim what it is that I'm going to fast because that's just between me and God. Maybe when the fast is done, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal all that. But this is between us and the Father. That God would open our eyes to see Jesus. That he would open our ears to hear from the Holy Spirit. That this fast would help produce a resiliency that we're going to need for this year. That this fast would help us die to ourselves. And that this fast would help us to set up and abide in the supernatural of what God has for us. One of the things that I've been able to tell everybody that's been asking, how is it at Life Center Canada? How is the new position? I said, listen, this church is full of amazing people. And it has been so welcoming, and it has been just right. Like the three little bears, right? Like, the, like that type of stuff, right? Like it's not too hot. It's not too, it's just right. And so I want to encourage you as your pastor, that I believe that God has something special in store for this year. I believe that there has been a spiritual anticipation that God has been building in this family. And I felt it just in the short time that I've been here. And so I want to encourage you, each and every one, let's take this seriously. Let's jump in with both feet. 
Because fasting will help us get ready for what it is that God's about to do. Fasting will help us prepare spiritually, physically, emotionally for what it is that God is about to do. We've also, pa- we've also partnered with the Church of the Highlands, which you can go on to lifecenter.org uh, backslash 21 days. We have a whole booklet on there, and uh, it is just going to be an amazing time together. But I believe specifically for Life Center Canada that this is going to be special, that we're going to see God do something incredible for your family. There's going to be new life planted in this community. So let's fix our heart on his presence. And remember, this isn't about our perfection in the fast. Amen? This isn't about our perfection in the fast. It's about the perfect one that we're running after. So let's fix our hearts on his presence. Let's seek after God in the next 21 days, maybe like never before, asking him to speak, asking him to reveal, maybe even surrendering multiple things to him over the fast. Oh my. Our God is good. And he is worthy of our praise. Let's continue to worship. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to continue in our time of worship. i 
Can we just stay in this moment for a second this morning? Just encourage each and every one of you, just close in with God right now. Just It's just you and God in this room. And if you want to lift up your voice to him, you can do that. Maybe you're here this morning in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You need, just need to listen to what it is that God is speaking. Let's just stay in this moment. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. God, you are the King of kings, seated on a throne of mercy and peace and love and joy. God, you are the light that cannot be hidden. Our Savior, that's who you are. Forevermore, God, forevermore, you reign. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Jesus, I pray that you would speak to each one this morning, God. Hear us, Lord God, as we declare your greatness. God, be worshipped this morning. Be praised this morning, God. Be lifted up this morning, Lord Jesus, to your rightful place. The Alpha, the Omega, God. You are the beginning, God. You are the end, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that that would be true of our every day. God, that you would be the beginning of every morning, Lord Jesus. And as we close our eyes at night, Lord God, to rest in you, may you also be the end of our day, God. And everything in between, Lord Jesus, for your glory and your glory alone. God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would move in and amongst your people this morning, God. That you would receive this worship, Lord, that is rightfully due to you and only you. God, we receive none of it this morning. Not a thing this morning for us, God. All for you. All for you. Thank you, God. Can we just raise our arms all across this auditorium? Can we just stand and surrender to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, you are so worthy. You're so worthy. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so, God, this morning we continue. We continue to proclaim that you reign, that you reign, God, in our lives, in our homes, in our schools, in our workplaces. You are God, and you reign. And so, Lord, continue, Holy Spirit, to rest in this place. We sense you. We are so thankful, God, to be able to sense your presence this morning in this place. You never fail, God. You never fail. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would help us. Help us, Lord God, today to continue to keep our eyes, our ears, our hearts centered on you. For this is your day, God, and we're here to celebrate. In 
Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And Life Center Kanata said, amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. If there are junior highs in the room, you guys are free to go. Thank you so much for worshiping with us and uh, have fun with Pastor Sam and the crew. God is good, amen? Wow. Isn't it amazing? Like, I just love that he never fails, right? That he, like, he is just here this morning. And my prayer is that you, just like we talked about in the Christmas season, that there would be joy and peace and love in this room today because that's who our God is. That is who our God is. Now, this morning, I am going to take us through what is called a tabernacle prayer. And over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about different ways to pray. Oh, I love it. I love it. Listen, prayer for me, oh, listen, you got to know, prayer. I love prayer. I just love it. I, I think prayer is just such a cool gift that God has given us. Like, d- do you understand that you can close your eyes right now and like through the Holy Spirit who lives in you, you can communicate with the God who created everything? What? Like, that's crazy. And he listens. Isn't that awesome? Like, as insignificant as you may think that you are, and as as much as you may think that God has better things to do, he has put this in place for us to grow in relationship with him. He loves to, like, dig into our prayers. I love that. I love that. You are not beyond the God who created you and his attention. I want to encourage you with that today. But prayer can also be confusing. Listen, I've been a youth, I had been a youth pastor for over a decade. And the amount of times that when I asked a student to pray, they said like 15 hallelujahs in between every single word. And they would mix in words that I knew that they learned from grandma, right, the week before. Because they had known that I was going to ask them to pray. And so they were pulling out all the these and thys and thous. And like we were just King James in that youth room on that night. And it, it was amazing. But sometimes prayer can be confusing for people. They wonder, well, what happens if I'm not doing it right? What if I'm not saying the right things? Or is there like a special phrase that I can use in order to turn God's attention more to me? And can I just encourage you today that that is not how prayer works? It's not about what you say or how many times you say it. Some of the most powerful prayers that I have ever been a part of were like two sentences long. And they came straight from the heart of a 12-year-old student who had no idea what they were doing, but they were just being honest before God. And not only did it affect them, but it affected those around you. And so can I encourage you today, as we journey through 21 days of fasting, we are going to just give you some tools over the next couple of weeks. But the most important prayers that you will engage in this week are not even necessarily all the formulas that we're going to give over that, but they're prayers that come from your heart. When you sit with God and say, God, this is all I have, and you present to him your, 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 you know, your little fishes and your bread, just like in the story, right, in, in the Bible, and God uses that and breaks that in thanksgiving before the Father, and watch as those prayers that you may think are simple and are insignificant begin to feed those around you. Come on. That's the God that we serve. But in that, we're still going to give you some tools because it's nice to, at times, we're like, man, I don't even know if I feel like praying today. I'm going to go to the tabernacle prayer, and I'm going to sit with God anyway. Hallelujah. 
Come on. That's important. So the tabernacle prayer is really, really important. Author Chris Hodges says this. In the Old Testament, the tabernacle was the dwelling place of God, built to his specifications, where he would meet his people. As they entered the tabernacle, they passed through seven different stations, following God's instructions to experience his presence. Today, even though we no longer need the physical tabernacle to meet with God, these same steps can help us connect with him. This prayer model will take us through each station of the tabernacle and use the purpose of each station to guide our prayers. Really cool. So the Old Testament, which is what we're going to be going through, the tabernacle was extremely important to the Jewish people. Extremely important. King David was given the specifications and all these different things. King Solomon was actually able to build it. And the temple represented God's presence with his people. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And so what would happen is the priests, each and every day, they would prepare themselves to enter. And here's a spoiler for you. I know that, that culture, some of you are like, I don't want to hear it. I'll wait till point seven. But if that's you, just plug your ears right now. Spoiler, the purpose of all of these stages is to get to the Holy of Holies, where the Spirit of God is. But in the Old Testament, in order to actually approach the Spirit of God, you had to engage in these, seven, these six other steps because simply to walk into the holies of holies, the God's presence was so powerful that if you did not participate in these seven steps, you would die. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Let's not forget how powerful God is. Amen? Let's not forget that we are still called each and every day, even though Jesus has set up a totally different system, just like Chris Hodges says, even though we, we, we don't live under the tabernacle system anymore, we live in the grace that has been given to us through Jesus, God is still all-powerful. And it is still appropriate for us to stand in reverence of that power. Amen? Come on, this is important. It's important. Sometimes in Christianity, we, we, we make God a little small, right? We make him a little small, and we take prayer for granted, and we take fasting for granted. But our God is huge, and his power is beyond scope, and his majesty and his holiness are important. And so the outer court, this is the beginning. This is the place where they would only be like approaching the tabernacle. You're not even in the tabernacle yet. This is phase one. It was adorned with all these beautiful gardens and, and all. there was just this beauty as you walked up to the tabernacle. And this was the place of thanks. To approach the tabernacle, even to be in the outer court, was to stand in awe and reverence of God and say, God, thank you. In Psalms 104 to 5, it says, We are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Come on. To give thanks to him, to bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Hallelujah. If you have your, your phones or your notebooks with you today, this is a good one to like take notes on because we've got a bunch of different stages here. See, for me, it's just so, I just love it. I love, I love, I love the idea that before we even pray, right, and, and engage, that we are to go to God and say, God, thank you. Thank you. And sometimes the thank you is the most important part of the prayer. 
Because sometimes that's the hardest part to get out. Come on. Right? There are times, and maybe you've already journeyed through this. It's only a couple days into 2023, but maybe you, you've had uh, enough hardship for the whole year, and that's just been the story. There are times where approaching God with thanks can be the hardest part. But in giving God thanks, he can move in your heart and prepare you for everything else that he has in place. Let us never be past the point where even when it's the hardest of hard times that we can't look to God and say, God, I know who you are. And I believe that you won't leave me here. Because I trust, just as it said in Psalm 100, for the Lord is good. Amen? The Lord is good. And though your circumstances may not be, it doesn't change who God is. So we can still give thanks. To be able to sit and, and, and remember just how blessed we are to live in a country like Canada. How amazing it is to sit and stand and sing and worship in a church like this one. Come on. God is good. So I encourage you as uh, we begin this 21 days of fasting that there is actually a, a prayer book um, that you can actually access. Uh, I already mentioned it once, but I'll mention it again on lifecenter.org backslash 21 days. Uh, you can go on there and actually download a prayer book. And, and there's just such amazing resources that are available for you there uh, as we journey through these 21 days of fasting. But I encourage you on the outset, let's make note of all the things that we have to give thanks for. Sometimes looking at that list is like, whoa, right? Where, where you all of a sudden go through, okay, even in those times you don't feel like it, this is what I'm thankful for. And then reflect on the gratitude that we are to give to God. So first one, right, outer courts. We give thanks to God. Second thing that the priests would do as they were getting ready to, to enter into the tabernacle was they would approach the brazen altar. And so in the Old Testament, each and every person had to bring an animal sacrifice or some sort of offering that they would give uh, in order to atone for their sin. In the New Testament, Jesus became that final sacrifice. Hallelujah. We no longer are raising chickens and lambs and goats and, right? Come on. That would have been us, right? Then we no longer have to do that because God paid the price for us. And so his atonement is complete. Humanity's sin has been covered by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus. But we still need to remember that even though our sin has been forgiven, we are still sinful people, right? We are not perfected, right? Hello? Okay, okay, all right. Some of you are looking at me like, come on. I just don't know you well enough yet. And I, I saw that in some faces. I was like, all right, hold on. Listen, God is perfect. Jesus is perfect. And we, just as we said off the top, are in process of looking more like him. But until we see him face to face, we are not perfect. And so there is always something that we need to ask forgiveness for. Right? A thought that went too far. A word that wasn't kind. And so we need to be able to remember we step up, we step up in thankfulness, but then we begin to ask the Holy Spirit for conviction. Hallelujah. Conviction is not bad. Shame is bad. Conviction is not wrong. We ask God, God, convict me. What are the things in my life that do not belong there? Because I am here at the altar. I am here approaching the tabernacle, and my desire is to repent. To turn from those things that look nothing like our God. 
Matthew 3 and 8 says this, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Repentance will allow us to grow. Seeing those things in our lives that God doesn't want there, this is how we begin to look more like Jesus. It's not simply in the asking for forgiveness. It's not simply in the asking uh, for God to take away all those feelings, but it's saying, God, I don't want these things in my life at all. I repent. I turn from those things. And so in your prayer first book that you can uh, write down, I, let's just make note of all those things that God is asking us to turn from. The next step, the third step is the laver, or as my French mind automatically goes to, the lavier. Right? This is a wash station. So obviously after uh, that moment with the brazen altar, as they're sacrificing their animals, as they're preparing to enter into the Holy of Holies, God has this, this amazing system in place where step three is cleaning. Hallelujah. See, at this point, we uh, step into this, this, this moment of confession and also uh, acceptance and forgiveness. Church, I just want to encourage you over this next 21 days that as we journey closer with God, there are going to be things that he's going to ask you to bring to the altar. Where he's going to say, hey, I don't want this in your life anymore. And as we approach God and we repent of our sins and, and we confess what it is that, that it is that we've done, can I also encourage you to receive his forgiveness? Amen? Now, can I also encourage you to receive his forgiveness? See, sometimes in, uh, in, in church culture, we can be so focused on the, conve- the, the confession. We can be so focused on the repentance that we forget that God is a God who forgives. That his blood covers our sin. And so here in this moment, as, uh, as the sacrifice has been complete, as all that has been complete, now the, pl- the priests are asked to wash their hands so that as they step into the tabernacle, that sin, what it is that they have asked for forgiveness for, is no longer present. Hallelujah. Come on, it's no longer present, amen. It is no longer there. My, my Bible tells me that when we ask God to forgive, he is quick to forgive. Not to bring it up like we do in our relationships, <clears throat> right? I don't know if you've ever been there before in a conversation where it's like, well, do you remember three weeks ago, four weeks ago? You're like, whoa, I didn't. Sometimes we take that into our relationship with God where we're just waiting for God to bring it back up. But family, can I just encourage He won't. He won't. He won't fail. Come on. God is so good. And so this is the third part of the tabernacle uh, uh, cycle. The tabernacle prayer is that we receive his forgiveness. We confess what it is that we've done, and we receive his forgiveness. In Galatians 5.25, it says this. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. The fourth stage of this prayer is the candlestick. It was a seven-branched golden candlestick. Jesus is the light of the world. And the Holy Spirit is the fire of God in us. God the Father is the Father of these lights. In John 1, 5 it says this, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus has called us to be the light in this world. As we begin to approach God, as we step in, we give thanks, and and we begin to repent, and we begin to confess and receive his forgiveness, but we also prepare ourselves to be used for his glory. We also prepare ourselves to be used for his glory. See, part of this 21 days of prayer and fasting, I believe, is God. He's going to unlock his purpose in your life and his plan for, for today. Amen? I believe that God is going to unlock his purpose in your life and his plan for today. Because God could have put you on the earth at any time. God could have put you on the earth at any time. You could have been placed here way back in the day when we were riding on carriages and buggies. Or in the future when it's like hoverboards and spaceships and like I don't know where we're going. But for some reason God said, I need you here now. Isn't that amazing? God has a plan for today. And so as we begin to step in to the tabernacle, we see these lights and we remember that God has a plan. See, sometimes our plans get so shrouded in what everybody else is saying and all the the fear that the media begins to push and, and all the circumstances that can hit us from the left and the right. But church, do not forget, God has a plan for today. He has a purpose for your life. There is a reason that you're here. And no matter how dark it gets, the darkness will never overcome the light. The fifth thing before we return to another moment of worship, the fifth part of this tabernacle prayer is the table of the shrew bread. So this table had 12 loaves of bread, and it showed the importance of God's word in the life of his people. Joshua 1.8 says this, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written, for you will make your way, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. As we journey through these 21 days of fasting, as we dig into this model of prayer, let us not neglect digging into God's word as well. There is so much life in God's word. And so here at this point, at stage number five, as we are beginning to prepare our hearts, as we are preparing our minds, as we are centering ourselves in the goodness of who God is, then we open his word. Step five, we open his word and say, God, what do you have for me today? For some of you that may be on your Bible app, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll jump into a 21-day devotional. Maybe there are some of you who you're going to engage in reading the Bible from front to back in, in a certain amount of days or, or, or a year. Or maybe you're here and, and, and you've already decided or you're going to decide today to partner with people and you're going to be challenging each other through Scripture. Or maybe you're just going to sit with your Bible each and every day for 21 days and say, God, speak. God speak. And he will. Because our God is faithful. And so church, I want to encourage you with this. Let us remember that as we approach him each and every time this week in our 21 days of fasting, let us ask him for our daily bread. Let's continue to worship. spend just a few more minutes in worship and I want to encourage you to 
enter into that place where we can meet with God, where we can worship him, where we can experience his presence. That's been our prayer this morning for all of us today. We sing. With a thousand hallelujahs, we magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. A Say it again with a thousand. With a thousand. We Let's 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Step six of the tabernacle prayer is the altar of incense. Come on. Come on. The altar of incense. And so this week, let us worship. Let us worship as we approach the throne. Psalms 141 verse 2 says, Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Let's pray our favorite worship song this week. Let's dig in. Maybe uh, you have a creative bone in your body. You want to dig in. You want to draw before the presence of God. Maybe you want to dance in the presence of God. Maybe you want to start something new with your family over this praying fast where you, you, you hold hands together and let each and every one just say one word before the presence of God. Worship is a part of this prayer. Worship is a part of this prayer. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, you may be seated this morning. I'm going to go into our seventh stage of the tabernacle prayer today, and then we're going to conclude uh, with communion. If you have not received a communion uh, cup today and you would like to participate, can you please just raise your hand? We have a couple of our volunteers who will come around and uh, make sure that you guys have those. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you guys can just keep your hands up, we do have uh, people coming to serve you right now. The seventh stage of the, th the tabernacle prayer is what we've all been waiting for the Holy of Holies. I know, shocker. I know, big spoiler at the beginning. I get it. This is the entire point of the prayer. See, the Holy of Holies was the place in the tabernacle where God's Spirit dwelt. All of these stages were preparation for the priest to be able to walk into this part of the tabernacle and meet with God. In this point of the tabernacle, uh, in the Holy of Holies, this was where the priests would begin to intercede on behalf of the Jewish community. And so church, this is the point where we intercede for each and every one of each and every one around us. So in the presence of God, this week and over the next coming 21 days, can I encourage us to pray for our family, pray for our church, pray for our city, for different relationships, circumstances, and situations. This is the point where we go to God and say, God, hear what's on my heart. And then we pause and we listen because we're in the presence of God and we allow him to speak. So over the next 21 days, we encourage you to uh, just instill this prayer structure into your life. Number one, uh, that outer court, thanksgiving, which leads into conviction, which leads into confession, empowerment, scripture, worship, and finally, intercession with God. Next week, we're going to go through uh, our second uh, prayer focused for the month, which will be scripture. But can we just take a moment today and share in what it is that God has for us in communion?
I absolutely love the communion elements. Oh, I'll grab those after. Thank you, Pastor Terry. I love the communion elements. And being able to share communion with you uh, as a family is just such a special treat for me. See, in the New Testament, in the New Testament, the Scripture proclaimed that we are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Scriptures tell us that we are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, that we are the temple, that we have become the tabernacle. Where in the Old Testament it was a building that would signify God's presence with the people. Now we are the physical representation for our city, for our family, for all of those in our workplaces who don't know God. We are the representation that God is here. It's so good. Only God, through Jesus and the sending of his Holy Spirit, could weave this narrative so beautifully. Church, we have been called to be the light. And so in the New Testament, as the veil was torn, as Jesus breathed his final breath, and the Holy Spirit was released to the world, he is no longer found in a building. Amen? God is no longer confined to the building. He is now released in each and every one of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so on the final day, the night of which he was going to be betrayed, Jesus and all the wisdom that God the Father had given to him, as he's sitting there with his disciples at the Passover meal, stands up and institutes a new way of recognizing God with us. And that's why we share in communion. Because each time we do, we, we remember together that God is with us. That he's here. As we share, we ask God, come. Come. Until you come once again, Holy Spirit, come. So on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. If I can get it. There we go. He took the bread and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. For years, the bread had signified what God had provided as they journeyed through the desert. For years, the Jewish community had celebrated. And now Jesus was changing the meaning of the emblem. This is my body which was given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat this morning. As the meal continued, Jesus stood up once again and took the third cup from the Passover celebration. He spoke over the disciples and said, this is my blood. For generations, they had celebrated the blood that had been placed over the top of their households. The time of Pharaoh and the time of Egypt and the angel of death had passed over. But now Jesus was saying, this is my blood. 
do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat this bread and drink this juice, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's partake this morning. And so, God, we welcome you here once again. And, Lord, just as you instituted all of these things in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, Lord, today we stand on the fact that this is something new. So, God, be with us this week. Encourage us this week. Speak through us and to us this week. And may we represent you in each and every place that we go into, for we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can remain seated. We're going to sing this song over you today.
Would you guys pray with me one more time? Lord God, we just thank you so much that we have this opportunity to gather, and we thank you that um, you're a God worth serving. You're a God worth fasting for and surrendering to and re-surrendering to, and we thank you that you're good for it, God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I just pray, God, that as we enter these 21 days, Lord, that you would just redeem redeem us, Lord, and bring us back to you and purify our hearts and our intentions, God. May our intentions be pure. May you show us what you want, God. Show us what you want to say. May we have ears to hear. Amen. Amen. Hi, guys. Again, uh, I'm Rhonda. And um, we're a little fuller than the first time I was up here, which is nice because some of you missed my comments from earlier. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, I just made some bad jokes. Um, anyways, I want to welcome you. Um, if you're new or if it's been a minute, this is kind of the first time we've all been back together since pre-2023. Um, so welcome back. And... Um, if you are new or if you are wanting to get reconnected again, we have Connect Cards. So if you're here physically, the Connect Cards are in the seat pocket in front of you. And you can drop them off in a basket at the back or you can give it to anyone who is serving here today, including myself. Um, but yeah, put it, put your name down. Put anything that's on your heart down. If you have prayer requests or anything like that, put it on that card. Um, we have a team that goes through those and wants to pray for your family. So please do that. Also, I it's been on my heart that I've been feeling a little disconnected. And so I'm actually going to be at the back near the little center there. Um, so if you have never met me, I'm selfishly just going to say, please come say hi. If you have met me and we haven't actually talked, like come and say hello to me. My name's Rhonda. I'm very easy to talk to. I'm extremely awkward. And so there's nothing you can say that will be weird. Just come say hi to me at the back. I'm going to be standing there completely awkwardly. So if you don't say hi, it's just going to be me there. So please say hello. Um, and also, I really want to um, mention your generous giving. Thank you so much. As a congregation, there's just been um, just time and time again, week after week, those who have been generously giving. So thank you so much. There's multiple ways to give, including at the back. I won't look at you if you do it. I'll just turn away. So um, I will be at the back, but not not looking at you. Um, there's also, you can give online, you can give, I think, via text message. There's multiple ways. So please go ahead and do that. And we do have a few uh, um, announcements today. So bear with me. The first one is our Freedom Ministry Session. So Freedom is obviously not a one-time thing. You don't just like go in, check a box, whatever. It's a continuous sanctification and a continuous walk with the Lord. Um, and it's a beautiful journey of intimacy with God. And so, you know, we do have a Freedom Session coming up. And in this session, it's on Sunday, January 15th from 2 to 4 at the Orleans campus. In this specific session, we're going to be walking through prayers of freedom, forgiveness, repentance, renouncing. It's going to be a really deep, um, wonderful time. So if there's an area of your life that you just need freedom, um, you know, if you want to walk through that, please come. So Sunday, January 15, 2 to 4 at Orleans. Also, we have our senior high retreat coming up. I know there's a few senior highs in the room. I'm looking right at you. Um, so if you're in grades 9 to 12, or if you know anyone in grades 9 to 12, this is for them. It's from February 10th to 12, right before Valentine's Day. Um, so join us for a weekend of basically community worship. It's going to be a good time for our youth um, and, our, and our high school folk. They're wonderful, wonderful people. Um, we also have, for the ladies in the house, Heart Conference, which is 
so exciting. Was anyone at the last heart conference that like happened two seconds before COVID? Yes, okay, I'm seeing nods, I'm seeing nods. I was there, that was my first and last, not last forever, but like the last one I did, uh, heart conference, and it was amazing, amazing, amazing. So this time we are doing it again in real life, IRL, and it's from March 3rd to 4th. Okay, so mark your calendars. Tickets are available at lifecenter.org or heartconference.ca. Heart, heart if you are um, under the age of 18, it's free. So if you want to bring your daughters, your granddaughters, your neighbors, anyone who's under 18, it's free for them. If you are over 18, like myself, it is $69. So it's still not too bad. There's a lot that goes on those couple of days. It's a beautiful time to just worship and reconnect and just be with women. Like it's a very powerful couple of days. I can say that firsthand. So I really hope to see you there. Um, my, I will be there. I'm very excited to be there. Um, the next announcement is about serving. So many hands make light work. I love that expression. Um, and so we have a lot of areas in our church that require help and volunteers. And so if you are gifted in any aspect of this life, which all of you are, um, there is an opportunity to serve here. And I know, for example, um, we're hoping to open up a nursery selfishly I have a one-year-old she's very cute but right now she has an ear infection so she's not here and I would never send her with an ear infection into although it's not contagious that's a ramble but um, the whole thing is we need um, to open up our nursery and so if you love babies I know some of you are like yes I do and some of you are like no I don't but if you do um, please you know talk to Pastor Karen if you have a heart for literally anything, including math, I always say it's like a joke because my husband's like a math guy. There is an opportunity to serve. There's like counting. There's so much stuff that can be done. So if there's anything, you know, Sarah's laughing. She's like, not me for math. But, um, well, actually, do you? Are you good at math? No, okay. Because um, you can be good at music and math. Piano people, I feel like, are good. Yes? Are you good at math? He's like, I'm okay. He's humble, but he's... He's good at math. I tell you, piano's one of those. My son is good at piano and math. Um, but guitar, I feel like, would be tough. Tough go. Um, anyways, okay, so all that's to say is, please, there's opportunities for you to serve anywhere, no matter what your gifting is. Um, and lastly, we have Life Track coming up. So join us for two weeks. It's Sunday, February 5th and 12th, again, before Valentine's Day. I'm very excited for Valentine's Day. It's like one of my favorite fake holidays, and I really enjoy it. Um, so... February 5th, February 12th, Life Track. So it's a way to get connected, learn more about Life Center, and just like meet people. It's a wonderful, um, wonderful thing. So you can sign up for that at lifecenter.org slash events. And finally, before I let you guys go, um, if you need prayer, our prayer team is going to be coming up at the front. They do this every single Sunday. Please come up. If you have something on your heart or mind that you would like prayer for, come up here and um, talk to our prayer team. Have somebody pray for you and over you. Um, and that is that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, uh, with that, I'd like to close the service. Please be blessed. Enjoy your week. And um, yeah, love you all. Come talk to me at the back. Don't forget, okay? Please. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Okay, bye. <laughs>